welcome to yet another BA Chats, people. We are so glad that you have joined us. I'm your host, Kevin Koontz. Next to me is the lovely Rachel Koontz. Why don't you tell them what we're all about, baby? Oh, my goodness. We love the testimony here at BA Chats. The word testimony actually means do it again, God. And so it's super helpful and powerful and healthy and good to share what Jesus has been doing in our lives, share what the Holy Spirit is doing in each other's lives, because it, it, it provokes this thing in us that goes, me too. Do, do that in me or do something yeah. in me. Do anything in me. I just want you to be in me. Exactly. So we love to share the testimony. It, it just says, do this again, God. That's a fantastic invitation for you tonight. So, and the other reason we do <laughs> BA chats is that here at Bethel Atlanta in our body of believers, when you look up, you look out on a Sunday or a Wednesday, a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night, you just see gold everywhere. And there are just so many wonderful people and so this is a platform and an opportunity for us to introduce you to some of the cream of the crop, some of the greatest leaders of our generation. And they're literally right here <laughs> in Tyrone, Georgia. So we, that's another reason why we do this. It's such great fun. And our guests tonight are absolutely those people. We're so happy to have Jason and Denise Cooksey. Hi, guys. Hey, hey. Oh, I'm so glad wow. you're here. <laughs> Welcome to to BHS. So glad to be on. So glad. Well, get us acquainted with you. We'll start with Jace, if that's all right. Jason, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here at Bethel Atlanta. Well, um, I serve at Bethel Atlanta in a couple different capacities. My wife told me on the way not to shortchange myself. Oh, you good, good, Denise, the faithful list. friend. We'll go from everything talks about and be like two things. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a, mainly I serve on the worship team. I play uh, keys and drums. Um, I also kind of work with Vanessa um, doing some systems administration stuff. Like, so we try to get some systems in place to write songs and coordinate kind of like the growing of the Bethel Atlanta music community. That's beautiful. Yeah. And then um, also do sound occasionally help (laughs) out Daniel, Daniel Lanford. He's, (laughs) he's the big sound boss, but sometimes I help him out. Um, Also help at school doing sound there. I'm like, the Daniel Lanford at Bassin. So I just, <laughs> I'm the head guy of sound at school. But um, and uh, I'm trying to think what else. I I edit the podcast, the sermons podcast, not oh. the BA chats. You edit but, sermons. Yes, but fun fact: I did make <laughs> the music bed for this. Uh, yes, you, you actually yes. produced that, didn't you? I did. Oh, Jason, I, I did. love art. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, oh, man, well, thanks. thanks. Yeah. And a student as well, correct? And a student at Bethel Atlanta School of Supernatural Ministry. This oh, is my wow. going into the third year. Third year. Oh, yes. Oh, Jason. Wow. Great year under Dan Weber. Ooh. Oh, it's so exciting. You will yes. never be the same. Never. Well, yeah. it wasn't the same after first year. So <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> Every year you get you no know, new transformation. So Okay, well, let's come back to all of this yeah, because, definitely. oh, my goodness, I want you to fill out all of that. I'm so curious. Like, have you always been in music and all that good stuff? So we'll come back. Sure, sure. But beautiful, Denise, tell us a little bit about you. What are you doing hmm. here at Bethel Atlanta? 
So, uh, church-wise, I sing on the worship team, <laughs> and um, school-wise, BASM, I <laughs> went through four years of BASM, went through all three years before we started a fourth year, redid second year, and now I'm on staff for the fourth or internship year. Denise, that's so, great. Oh, cool. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Are you loving it? I, Obviously. I, I mean, you I do. Okay, so say it one more time just for my, you did one, two, three. I did one, two, and three before there was a fourth year. I redid second year when Lindy became director because <laughs> okay. who, I remember who that doesn't year. love Lindy? Yeah. Who doesn't want to sit under Mama Love? Yeah. <laughs> and then um, wow. I started on staff last year uh, with the internship year. Wow. Okay. You should have like a doctorate from Bass. I know, right? You know what I'm saying? Like an doctor. honorary doctorate. Doctor I mean, I mean, Denise can Doctor Denise. <laughs> doctor, that sounds good. That's a good yeah. ring to it. Specializing in revival. Exactly. <laughs> a doctor of revival. Oh, we should do this, guys. Yes, we need it. <laughs> so true. That actually almost sounds like a you know a character for Kingdom Kids. Oh. Doctor <laughs> Revival. That's right. <laughs> we do revival. Okay, okay. Revival Check that character. one away. Let me come back there. <laughs> Take a note. <laughs> well, Denise, have you always been a musician, praise and worship person? Yes, I've always loved to sing. I've always. <laughs> um, I assume this will be a question later, but I'm going to jump in. Great. Oh, good. Jump in. Die. In the sense of or answering the question how I got to Bethel, that was Great. the song was one of the things, worship was mm. one of the things that brought me here because I've always been a worshiper from the heart in the sense that there are times where even as a little girl, I would sing and just feel like, you know, the, the waterworks start in your eye, like you're going to cry. Like, oh, what yeah. is this feeling that this song or just yeah. music, the presence is doing? And the first time I ever came to Bethel, Atlanta, I've told this story to some. Um, we were singing Matt Redman, 10,000 Reasons. Oh, wow. God bless the Lord on my soul. Oh, yeah. And Was this at, at the ABC it, building? This was yes. all the way back at the ABC mm-hmm. building. It was Father's Day. That's also oh. uh, super significant to me because, you know, I guess if we get into my story, we'll talk about my dad and the relationship. Oh, but um, it felt like restoration of Father, that it happened on Father's Day. Mm. But there's a girl in our community named Bree. She has Down Syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I heard her singing above, you know, even the worship team. And the way that I describe it is that, you know, it wasn't the best thing you ever heard uh, hearing in your ear, but it was the best thing I ever heard in my heart. I knew she was singing from her heart. Broke me down, tears (laughs) falling, not because of the worship team, as great as they were, but But just because I, yes, it was Brie, singing from her heart. In, the, in a way beautiful. that I've never heard before. So, yeah, singing songs, uh, worship has always touched me uh, since I was a kid. What is it like being a part of Bethel Atlanta worship? Uh, there's nothing like it. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, oh my gosh, I mean. Pretend, while you're answering this, pretend, or not, we have to pretend there are lots of folks that don't go to Bethel. Yeah. And in our normal, even in our normal, I know we all are still thrilled and happy mm-hmm. and love worship. But then speak to to folks that are outside of this worship environment. Now, what is it okay, like? Thank you. That was great. <laughs> yeah. So I tell, here's another thing that I like to tell people. I found my voice in the audience. That's awesome. And I think that that's what worship on stage or not is like. 
is mm-hmm. that you are a worship leader when you open your mouth, regardless where you are. Awesome. It's literally like just being in your living room, shoes off, you know, being able to swing your hair like you're in a rock concert, but then <laughs> fall to your knees like you're, you know, in worship. It's just, it's amazing. It really is. And again, it's like that regardless if you're on stage or if you're in the audience. Yeah. And, you know, it's never a thing of that your voice doesn't matter because you're not on stage, because everyone is singing and everyone, it's like a heavenly choir when you just hear all of the voices. It's it's amazing, guys. Is that one of the things that makes it so special? For me, it is to yeah. hear all of the voices and to know, I think sometimes as a worship leader, uh, feeling like the atmosphere um depends on your voice alone can feel like a lot of pressure sure right and you know yeah you sound good you practice but to know that this it's a moment it Mm. it is a moment where everyone is involved where everyone participates and I mean I feel like we could we're bringing down the heavens like I literally feel that when we're all singing together Mm. you know I would characterize it is that it's the most engagement in worship that I have that ever. I've yeah. ever been a part of. And and I know, you know the couple times that Rachel and I have led before here at Bethel, like I thought, holy cow, these guys are like out worshiping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a competition, but I'm like, they're beyond where I'm going. Yes. And I'm I'm standing here like ripping my you know guts out and like mm. playing as hard as I can or singing as loud as I can and, and I'm feeling all this stuff and I'm looking at people in our in our environment going, Oh, Wow, they're a worship leader. Yes. It's, yeah. it's not just people that are standing here. There's people that are worshiping Absolutely. everywhere. So, yeah, you guys bring such a great uh, sense of even a higher level of engagement in worship when you mm. when you lead. And we're so grateful to have you, Jason. Wow. How have you experienced everyone's a worship leader before you got onto the praise and worship team? What um, was that like? Well, well, when I first got here, I I helped out at. Uh, Sandy Creek doing production. So it was like I would see everybody, you know, we're like the first people there. So even from like set up, nobody's like, oh, where should be like why they're setting up? <laughs> but it's like, it's like they, they, everybody has this uh, mindset like this is all unto something. So like even the production crew, the worship leaders, the musicians that show up, they all have this spirit like uh, it's just ready to press in. Like I guess just go. Just go for it. They're, you know, jolly, even if it's a hard early morning or it's been a hard week. We, something happens when we all come together with this one mindset, you know, yeah. just to go. Yeah. Which go we've been mobile until these last <laughs> couple of years. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, well. this is set up and tear down for how many years? Yeah, yeah. This is very true. Well, I I got here the very last, the first time I came to Bethel was the first, uh, the last the last service at ABC. Okay. So that was my first time being here. So and you, then, then I joined kind of like a few months later when you guys were, when we were at Sandy Creek. And then, so yeah, that was, that was set up tear down super early morning Sundays. <laughs> and then we did to living proof after that. And that was the same thing. Yeah. Was it was like a little bit less. Uh, like four three? Years? Yeah. Yeah. Three. Four, four, three or four. Yeah, it was a little bit less set up for a living proof because let's keep some things in there. But it was, that was like Saturday church and it was like two two services. So it was like, 
by that time I was playing, but it was still like it's relatively early um, Saturday. We were churches at four and six. We got there like one, oh, like wow. so we're there from yeah. all the way through, just mm-hmm. going. So. Fill this out for me because I know the um, production team considers that worship. Yeah, like, absolutely. I'm here to worship, and uh, th- there hasn't been a time that we ever walked in. You know, for anything where there was just not always a, a noticeable, tangible presence. And I've often <laughs> thought, oh, my goodness, one of it, one of the reasons is because the production team understands I am worshiping plugging stuff in. Yeah. So yeah. talk to us about that, because that's very special. I mean, to my knowledge, I, I don't I've never experienced that except for here. Well, yeah. I, I think it goes to um, the people who are behind it, um, leading it. Now it's Daniel Lanford, which is, he's, I told him the other day, like, he's just excellent, like, everything he does. Like, really he's is. very so particular, true. but at the same point, like, he's just, he's, he brings people up to where he's at, too, and teaching them how to do what he does, and then do it in a way that's excellent. And then, he, and you can tell, like, he loves his, his, what he's doing, he loves his, his quote-unquote job, but, sure. but he does everything such a high standard, and before then, it was um, John Ellie, which was mm-hmm. like he was like the first person I met at Bethel. Like and me and him kicked it off right away. And same same deal. Like he's just just high class, top caliber excellence. Yeah. And then they come with a, a humble spirit to like just serve. So it's just I don't know how can you not thrive when somebody is right. excellent and they're humble and they're you know and they're just they're doing something with a purpose and unto unto like I said unto the Lord or unto something. So they don't take their they don't take their job like so serious that everybody's like, okay, you know, calm down. But, <laughs> but <laughs> they're not like that by any means. But they're excellent in what they do, and they have the right spirit to do it. So like you feel comfortable, even if you make a mistake or don't you yeah. do something wrong, or like, no, that didn't go there, or this goes here. This is what we do. It's all it's all with it's all with a spirit of uh, humility and like excellence. So, I mean. And it helps the worship team, the people who come after that, everything's set up to just feel like, okay, I can just go and worship. I don't yeah. have to worry about all these other technical things that are going crazy or, you know, you know, it doesn't happen like that perfectly every Sunday. <laughs> or, but for the most part, it is. So, and we kind yeah. of like we've we've done well in um, we've done well and being prepared with a short amount of time for everything, production, oh, yes. worship. Oh, like, we, it's, a, it's an art here. Like, it, I don't, it I, is. I've it's a miracle. It. Yeah. It's a miracle. <laughs> Most people walk in here and go, uh-uh, I ain't doing that. <laughs> right. I mean, really, really, and you guys just, wow, just serve so well. Yeah, they do. And so great. love well and worship well because it's oh, really Absolutely, good. absolutely. So, um, so I know you have a, a little bit of story getting here to mm. Bethel. Can you kind of, like, let us know, like, what was your story? How did you get here? Um, my story kind of started back in, like, 2013. Um, I was living in Minneapolis, and I just started listening to Bethel music, like, through, like, YouTube or whatnot. Oh, wow. Um, and then I heard, and I got the book uh, when Heaven Invades Earth, Bill Johnson, like, the manifesto. It'll, it'll so, wreck your, yeah, wreck like, your life. <laughs> I wonder if any w- other one book I know, has right? broken through, like, that oh, book. Oh, my goodness. It's like, you read, I read that, and I was like, this is how I always thought church should be. Mm, yeah. This is how I always thought, you know, living the Christian life should be. So Up true. until now, it hasn't been. So, yeah. <laughs> we had the same experience. Right. We we would yep. weep and weep and just yeah. say, oh, I, I have never had these words, yep. but this yeah. is just Absolutely. always like, what's been happening been in, in our hearts. Yeah. In our heart the whole time. So read that. 
And I was like, I just kind of just dived in and just, you know, everything I could read from Bill Johnson or Chris Valentine, um, listening to messages, then obviously listening to the music. At that point, I really didn't know there was a Beth Atlanta. I think I stumbled upon there was a Beth Atlanta, <laughs> and then I just, it left my mind because I'm in mm. Minneapolis. I, I'm in, I didn't get here until 2016. So at that point, I was just still in Minneapolis, went to, I got another job in New York to, um, in Long Island, New York, to like serve uh, on the staff there at a church to do like media stuff, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that I kind of do here, um, a, little, a little bit more involved, had more print media and uh, digital, all the announcements, all that stuff. I played there too, but did all those things. And then after the contract was ended there, um, I was looking for work. And then I had a cousin who lives here in Atlanta and she was like, why don't you just come down and, you know, check it out, see if you can find something. And I'm like the technical guy. So I do like a lot of audiovisual work. So I was like, uh, it should be, it's pretty, you know, technological savvy place so yeah, it's wide know. open yeah yeah let me go down there and try it out i was like you let me just go and stay with you for like no i don't have a job best cousin ever sleep on the couch and eat the sandwiches <laughs> yeah so she she let me come uh invited me there um and then when i got here searching for churches and then immediately like it kind of came back to me because mm-hmm. i've always been uh following bethel since then just just reading like i really didn't think about land then i was like oh wait a minute you know there's a bethel land let me let me go check this church out if it's anything like mm-hmm. bethel reading like if i get the same feeling there then i'm just gonna do whatever i gotta do to go here it's like there's i'm done searching for churches that's, wow. that'll be it wow and that first that first uh time coming that last time you guys were at abc that was like confirmed it was like no, worship. I think I got there to the tail end of worship. It was it was good already. But what I think what sold me was mm-hmm. at offering time. John Ellie plays. Uh, <laughs> I think he played Stomp by Kirk Franklin, oh, Kirk Franklin. and everybody just started <laughs> dancing down. I mean, like it was like a party. I'm like, oh, I have to come here. I have to. I was like, I was like, this is offering right now. Like, yes. <laughs> like it was just, everybody was just going for it. It wasn't like. Okay, play for a couple seconds and then stop. It was like extended <laughs> yes, offering yes. time. Everybody was still dancing, singing along. There have been more than a handful of times yes. that offering just yes. went on and yes. on and on. <laughs> because even offering is worship. I think it's this idea that if you're doing it, whatever you're doing, it's worship. Yeah. If you're sound, Absolutely. then I'm, I'm worshiping the Lord in this. If I'm, if I'm leading, I'm worshiping. If I'm in the congregation, I'm leading, yes. I'm worshiping. I mean, it's just this beautiful idea of... So good. My life, like I, I'm just, I, I'm here to worship you. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Well, so 2016, did you at all think that maybe you would find a very beautiful, more uh, than enough <laughs> Ephesians 320 wife? Wow. You two have recently gotten yeah. married, yes. Denise. Yes. How long have you been married yeah. now? Uh, seven months. Seven yep, months. Yep. Seven. Okay. He finds a wife finds a good thing. Good thing. Good thing. Well, so was this on your radar, Denise? Was what on my marriage? Radar? <laughs> <laughs> were, were you like ready to get married? Were you asking the Lord, or was it just like, oh, yeah, geez. no, <laughs> maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, let him know, let him know, baby, let him know, let him know, let him know. Let him know. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, what's so funny about him telling his story is that I had started going to uh, Bethel in 2013. Okay. Um, I actually got a prophetic word from Donnie Barber asking me if mm-hmm. I heard if I had ever heard of Bill Johnson, and I was like, no. He was How like, did you know Donnie? We had attended the same church before. Gotcha. Yes. Okay, gotcha. And so um, he was like, have you ever heard of Bethel? And I'm like, no. And so he's like, in California, no. Like, everything he said, I'm just like, no, not interested, right? <laughs> so it's like, well, I just really hear the Holy Spirit telling me to tell you about, you know, Bethel. And, and uh, at that moment, the way that I thought satellite churches i thought it was a satellite church so i thought that um what was happening here in atlanta was just like a stream of what was going on in california so i looked up bill johnson it was late and you know how calm and just how peaceful bill is i fell asleep (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i'm not going to this church this man gonna put me to sleep you know (laughs) but y'all know how holy spirit is right he will not leave you alone alone at least for me like when Holy Spirit God talks he either is going to keep talking or he's not going to say anything else until you go back to what he said right and so he just kept you know just like gently like Bill Johnson Bethel Bethel Atlanta and I google it guys it was five minutes away from my house I was like oh so I can't it's too close for comfort (laughs) like I can't even get away from this like I have to pass this church to go where you know I would normally go so let me just go and then like I said it was Father's Day and I I broke down cried and and, yeah uh, share that story what was it why did you break down and cry well when Brie was crying okay gotcha when when Brie was singing so it was really that touched you that much it touched me that much wow. because, like I said, I heard her singing from her heart and wow. not, you know, it wasn't wow. the voice. It was the heart. And, wow. you know, like I said, worship pierces me that way. But what's really funny is, like I said, I had been going to Bethel since 2013, uh, fully in 2014. And as he said, he said that John Ellie was the first person that he met. Well, John's daughters and my daughters are were best friends at the time they've since moved they're still you know really close but (laughs) I always tell this story about us um and so I will also say I was a single mom um until marrying him uh, my daughters are 14 and 17 now, so I say it was partly, yes, I would love to be married, and then partly like, well, Jason, who, because when <laughs> John Ellie's wife, Tanisha, and I went to Bethel, to uh, Atlanta, uh, school together and so when he was there learning sound with uh john i just remember going to tanisha and being like who is that (laughs) (laughs) who is that tall dark and handsome exactly (laughs) who is that (laughs) so it was a little bit of both okay (laughs) not knowing or even thinking that it would like because it took several years from that moment until like we you know got to know each other and connect and date but um were you guys just friends were you acquaintances we actually didn't say more than hi or bye for a long time um john ellie (laughs) and family moved to california and within that move 
Jason also had a knee injury, so he went back home for oh, a couple yeah. months. Yeah. To so, Minneapolis? I was, so I'm from Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah, gotcha. So I went, that's okay. where my mom so, lived. you know how to say out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> you know, he just wasn't in church anymore. And John and Tanisha weren't there, yeah. you know. So it wasn't a connection. I just didn't see him. And then once his uh, knee got better, he came back and John wasn't there. He kind of started doing what John was doing. And then it was like, oh, he's back. you know and so um we would just see each other in passing at Bethel Life at school if he was you know playing for worship at you know church if he was doing things but it was never just like hey you know how are you doing or getting acquainted until a friend's uh, birthday going away June Ann your favorite I love (laughs) June Ann is my favorite I love her I love her yeah she's the like beginning of our story we had a like a game night to send her off to um she'd done a some a summer in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. Yes, the night. Well, not the night. I remember the game night. You remember that? Well, and I didn't go, but I remember the whole thing. I, that's where you guys. That's, that's where, where we like really like, started to see and interact with each other, and then we started having uh, Saturday churches. So that same group of friends just started um, hanging out every Saturday after church, and it was really cool. Like I feel like testimony. Do it again. Like. Because Saturday of, church, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, bring that back. That's bring not that where back. I was going. No, I but I was going. <laughs> <laughs> Just say, say what? <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, we Challenge. loved it. I, no. We loved it. Now that it's over, we're, we're like, like, thank right. you, Father. <laughs> no, but my hope, my prayer and desire is for single women who want to get to know someone in the context of friends. That was always my prayer. Wow. You know, Why was that always your prayer? Because sometimes when the genesis of a relationship or a connection with someone is, I like you, do you like me? It's so much pressure. Oh, this perform, is that's helpful, Denise. Wow, you know, good. to perform to well, everything I do is being filtered through. Does he like me? Is he gonna like me? Oh, you this know? is helpful. Will he still like me? You know, right. but there was none of that between mm-hmm. us, and that was something like I said that I prayed and wanted to experience because <laughs> I had two kids, I was a single mom, and I just really didn't want to be filtered through that. I wanted someone who knew me first, right? Because That's a lot of wisdom. times we say, I like you, but then you're like, well, do you even know me? You know, wisdom. I like how you look. I like what I know, but I don't know enough to really say, you know what I mean? Sure. And I just wanted that. I wanted the time to be able to get to know someone without the cover of the 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 rose colored glasses of I'm only seeing him through I think I like him and this could end up somewhere that's or helpful. he was only seeing me through that wow, is true. that patience is that Denise. wisdom <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Denise <laughs> <laughs> he's a doctor of more than just revival Jason's just like I like it. I just like I like you and I don't know how it's gonna end up but I like it. <laughs> I can tell. I can see it in his eyes. The glimmer. It's a little shy. Is that patience? Is it wisdom? It is patience. Okay. It is wisdom. It's 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 wisdom because it's like, you know, 
if you're going to be married to somebody, if marriage is the goal of dating, that I need to know more than 10% about this person. Oh, Denise, I love this. Oh, it's really great. I mean, you know, you won't be able. We talk a lot about relationship equity, right? Okay. You don't have a lot of it if I'm just basing my life for you off of how you look in this moment or this one interaction that I have with you. I don't know what you look like when you're upset. And then, you know, I don't know how you interact with your friends, my friends, our friends. But that can happen naturally in a friendship. It does happen naturally in a friendship. this is great. And so, like I said, even though um, there was definitely a who is that in 2016, and then, you know, the next year or year and a half, it was like, oh, who is this guy? I... At June's thing, I, I walked away with like, oh, I might be able to vibe with him. Like, sure. he's he's kind of cool. But I still didn't feel like I knew enough, you know? Sure. And so with those Saturday services and us hanging out as a family, as we call ourselves. Family? Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> the cutest. It allowed us to get to know each other, to interact in a non-pressureful way because – I wasn't thinking about if I liked him. I don't know if he was thinking about if he liked me oh, we're in, about the to hear. in the beginning. In the beginning, right? We're about, about to hear. Oh. We're about to hear. But it was more so like these are my friends. These are his friends. He's cool. I'm cool. We just we're just hanging out. Oh, that sounds. And so I good. got to know him in that way. He got to know me. What's really cool is a lot of times we were hanging out. My daughters were there, so he got to know them in the same way, and they got to know him in that way as well again hope like so no pressure atmosphere wow which of course that had to be so important to you it was so important it was like I said it was literally a prayer of mine like uh, if, if we had a list of, of uh, past guys <laughs> they would tell you that I would be like oh I just really want to continue to get to know you as a friend oh Denise I love that about you patience wisdom I love that well and here's the other thing again I had two daughters so I had to right. be really really intentional about who I was going to bring into my family Good for you. as you know my husband and, and someone who I could trust with me and with them you know sure. it just wasn't a oh, let me go get married because I'm single or, mm. and I'm a mom you know what I mean sure. like I cared right. a lot about my daughters I cared a lot about you know who was going to come in and lead our family in the in that way? Sure. That's so, so good. That's I wisdom. appreciate you. It is Thanks. wisdom. <laughs> Jace, was it like this for you too? <laughs> listen, this is what. Listen, come on. This is what happened. Come on, Jace. <laughs> so, no pressure. She no. is beautiful. I noticed this. Yes. I was like, wait, this is gorgeous. Obviously, obviously she's fine. Like, yes, we, we, yes. We, you yeah. are a beautiful woman. Thank you, guys. That's, that's obvious. Anybody looking, you know, anybody coming to church at Bethlehem is going to see her and be like, oh, she's pretty. She's, yeah. So I, obviously I did that also. But um, like getting to know her uh, was... It was like a journey for me in that at, at June's at June's going away party, I was getting to see her personality and uh, she's really cool. She's really fun to talk to. Obviously, you can see she can she lights up a room um, and she's very engaging. <laughs> so like that was just that was cool all by itself just to um, enjoy her in, in that way as just a friend. And we would always joke. I would always, you know. 
throw some some jokes out there and <laughs> even, you know yes, teasing teasing a little bit <laughs> yeah a little bit and I would not catch on oh. <laughs> I was so lost she, she was in strict wisdom patience mode what what were the jokes uh, we call this lane the friend zone right here we're staying in the friend lane that's Listen, it let her tell though I'm the one that did that not her not oh, her let, oh. if she tells the story I'm the one that kept her at arms bay like, oh, no, no, no. But the reason why was when I when we were getting to know each other, I was um, I had you know I don't know me probably a lot of guys have this list of what they want in a woman and like my wife's gonna be this 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 this. So I had this list in my in my head, and some certain things she failed, certain things she didn't. So I'm like, um, initially I'm just like, oh well. If if a woman has kids, you know I don't think I'm ready to be a father at any time. So I, no matter how beautiful she is, how cool she is, it's just not going down that road. You don't want to sure. go on the path if you, if you don't want to do it. And then continue hanging out with her all summer, and then all of a sudden, this little thing's like, I mean, you could. <laughs> so now I'm like, now I'm like, she lights up a room, you're like. I'm like, the guys are pretty cool, man. You know, we hung out with them. I mean, they're they're pretty cool. I think I could maybe. And then like, nah, nah, nah. I was like, no, I'm not going down that road. Not, I'm not doing that. Not doing it. And it's like kind of like chipped away, chipped away. And I'm just thinking like, all right, Jason, if you if you do this, you ask her out. You know, like I had this in my mind. If I ask her out and she says yes. This is going to be my life. Like, I'm not, there's no reason to enter into something that way, especially in this situation. If I'm throwing out my list, this means this is it. Like, wow. you're the one. I'm not trying to figure out if you're the one. You're the right. one because I took this step to say, I'm choosing to enter into this relationship. I'm throwing out this list. This means I'm all in now because I, I took the first step to, to initiate it if she says yes. So if she says yes, then all right, Jay, that's it. It's the yeah. one. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to work out. You know, like, in my mind, you can't say, so you just knew she's going to marry you? You're like, well, not being, you know, prideful or anything like that. But <laughs> I felt like, I felt like if she says yes and she's dating me, we're, this is the one. This, he tells yeah. y'all he don't want to be prideful. When I asked, he didn't say, uh, he didn't put a disclaimer out there. He was like, yeah. I mean, I knew if you said yeah. It, yeah. You're, you're, it was you. You're, you're the one. You're going to be my wife. No, it's a, no it it, it sounds like confidence to well, me, that's Jason. That's, that's it. But, like, getting to that point, was it was it was definitely a journey. And then I think it was Labor Day. We had uh, the family had to get together at her house. <laughs> And everybody's like leaving. I'm like the last person there, so trying to help her clean up. And she's probably, and she's she tells the story. She's like, I'm thinking like, what is he still? Why is he What I'm doing is I'm trying to work up the nerve to ask her out. Like I'm trying to. I'm like at that point, I'm just like, you just gotta do it, man. And she just despite the bullet, ask, ask her out. Just do it. And then so we're in the kitchen. I'm just like, all right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm, I'm driving. I, I, was like, I, just, I was like, "You're chicken out." He's like, "Really, Jay? Really, really?" So you drive. I'm driving in the car. I'm on Highway 75. At this point, I live in Dunwoody. I live on the north side. Yeah, yeah. So she lives by the airport. So it's a good 40 minute drive. So I'm I'm driving in the car, and I'm just like, "You gotta do this, Jay. You have to call her and ask her out. Do it. Come on, Jay. Come on. 
do it. You can do it. You can do this. You can do this. Stop fucking up. You can do this. All right. Now, I open up the phone. Then I'm like, all right. I'm opening up the text message. If you know you have an iPhone, you go to your text message. You can hit the person's uh, picture, and then it gives you the option to call, right? So I hit the picture, hit the phone, and then I'm thinking it's going to call right away. And it brings up the phone number. I'm like, man, wait another, like, two, three minutes. Like, <laughs> do I want to hit the phone? Do I want to call her? Do, I, do you really want to do this, Jay? Come on. Stop. Do it. This is awesome. Do it. This is call. The caller. So I was like, hey. Hey, Denise. How you doing? Um, I'm just going to come straight out and say, hey, you know. Uh, would you like to go out with me sometime? And she was like, I would love that. <laughs> were you, did you, were you aware of, at this She's point still. at all? Or No, I was still cold. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I tell, my when I tell it, it I say that it feels like he had me at arm's length because he gave me no clues <laughs> in my mind, right? Like he was saying he would do little jokes here and there, but I just thought he was being funny. Like, you know, because in, in, with friends, this is what you do, you know? So, even if you don't necessarily like like a person, you still might like jab a little bit. I was clueless, guys. It was funny. What what uh, another thing that I do tell people about that particular um, instance is that a week before, because <laughs> my the girls in the family knew that I liked him or that I wanted, you know, was curious about if he likes me or if you know. When you go, when you like someone, you're like, well, I think I like him, or I'm curious to see if it will go somewhere, but I don't really know how he feels about me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so about a week before, the girls and I had this, like, mini powwow of, like, are you going to tell him how you feel? And um, one thing that I tell people about our story is uh, I read this book called When God Writes Your Love Story. Mm. I've heard good yes. things about it. I've never read it, but I've heard really good things about that book. It's a great, great book. I you would recommend it? I highly recommend okay. that book. One of the things that they say in that book, um, and it's written by the husband and the wife, so they kind of oh, tell both helpful. of their experiences, is that they submit to um, parents, whether it is their you know biological parents or their spiritual parents, mm-hmm. during the dating process to pray into what's going on, to give... their wisdom and so one of the things I did when I started kind of to feel some things was I asked um a spiritual mom from our church like hey I don't know if this is anything um from him right but this is what I (laughs) am feeling like can you pray into this with me you know I just kind of shared some things to her and one of the things I shared at the beginning stages was that I really wanted to be pursued. So at that week, like the week before, when I was talking to my friends, all the, you know, my friends were like, well, are you going to say something? I was like, I don't know. I could. It doesn't matter if I, you know, do or don't, but let me talk to my spiritual mom. And when I did, she was like, no, you need to wait. She was like, I just feel like it's a cake. And, you know, you take it out too soon, it's going to fall. She was like. That's great advice. That's a great piece of advice. Yeah. And, and she reminded me what I said. She said, you said you want to be, you wanted to be pursued. And I was like, you're right. And so I waited. And a week later is when he oh, came. Oh, I love that. And, and like I said, still, I was, I, I just told God, I was like, all right, God, well, you know. And this is a, a, the other thing she suggested. She was like, you can choose him in faith with God. 
she's like, so I went to God and I said, I, in faith, I choose him. I don't know what he chooses. I don't know what he's going to do. But if, you know, if this is what's going on, then I am open to it. And that's a week later. So question, um, in this day and age, I mean, it, that's not always popular about being pursued. Mm-hmm. So would you speak to men that are listening? Yes. About the importance of pursuit. <laughs> because I every, every, and now I know you're not single, but every single woman I talk to, that is exactly what they say. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I just bless. It's, it's something that is not um, promoted as beautiful always in culture today. And it's such a shame. I love pursuit. Yeah. You know, what's interesting, I kind of, number one, guys, if you like the girl, just say something. you know what I was actually just talking to Jason in the car on the way here and what I was telling him was that I feel like what a lot of women have heard and what a lot of women believe because they have heard it is that men need help communicating I love this I'm so glad you're saying this (laughs) I love this and because of that what do we do are you gonna tell him you like him are you going to ask him if he likes you? You know, is he open to dating? It's like, like you said, even though we want to be pursued, we're doing a lot of the work because we have heard they need help. They need help communicating. But what I have since learned is that when a man is, you know, ready, when a man is serious and confident, makes up his mind, he doesn't need any help. Yeah. Right. And so. As much as I would suggest to guys to pursue, the flip side is for the women to wait. Sure. You know? Because I could have said something, and, you know, who's to say that it would have messed things up if I did or didn't? But if you want to be pursued, your job is to wait. You know, because God, if if we believe, this is how I always look at it. If I believe in God and I believe that I can hear the Holy Spirit, then I also have to believe that he can hear the Holy Spirit. That's good. Right? And that I can talk to God and let him know what I desire. And that if, you know, if it's in his heart, God will move on it in the same way that God moves on my heart. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if if it's a thing that guys don't know that women want to be pursued or if they're afraid of being rejected um or you know if they are afraid of being ready I think something that Jason said was really key and I love this about him because we had had conversations after dating and one of the things that he said to me was I counted the cost before I you know that's beautiful it was so beautiful you know and so that's you know if you're going to pursue as a guy, like he said, don't do it half-heartedly. Don't go pursuing, oh, well, I'm just trying to figure it out. Because as much as a woman wants to be pursued, that just feels like I have to decide on you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, now we got to figure it out. Am I am I 100% worth it or am I only 50% worth it? Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like. Um, yeah, men pursue, but know what you're getting into before you pursue. Be sure you're within yourself (laughs) before you pursue. Um, But, yeah, make the first move. Um, It's a beautiful thing. Jace, what has been the benefit of counting that cost, like Denise said? Um, I firmly believe that I am a much better person because of my family now like how i how i envision myself being as a man growing up and how 
ultimately where I wanted to be. I realize now there's no way I could have gotten there without having a family because your family gives you opportunities to be like Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Tell them what that means. Fill <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> really that out for us. If you really say. want to be, if you really want to be like Jesus, <laughs> get married, have some children, and let life happen. Because it's going to actually give you opportunities. And if you really want it to happen, it's going to either A, show you that you really didn't want it to happen, you just want to talk about it, or B, God is real and he's really going to change you in the way that you wanted to be changed through, through connection with these people. That's beautiful. Did That's you really just good. say very valuable things cost a lot? Very much so, yes. Yeah. So none of us should mind the cost if there is something of huge, huge. value, Absolutely. Yeah. like a family Absolutely. that we're obtaining. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. And you guys do this so well. That's why we are going to be asking you guys stuff afterwards. <laughs> oh, we oh. Just, we're just, we're just learning. Is beautiful, sure. for real. Even sure. in our short time ago, we're learning. So I think we're learning exponentially, like, how oh. how yeah, to um, be better, like, family, but, like, how important a family unit is. Mm-hmm. And then how that, in turn, like, turns you into being more like Christ, like, honestly. Like, in the in the context of family, it's like, oh, this is what you meant, why you wanted family, why you wanted community. Like, right. this is how it happens. Right. Oh, wow. So yeah. well said. We say it giggling all the time, but truly, um, if, you, if you want to just do things for Jesus, then stay single. Mm-hmm. And you can do so much more, possibly for him, not always, but possibly. But if you want to become like Jesus yeah. and be transformed into Jesus, go ahead and get married and have kids. Mm-hmm. Because it is a... It's a love that's so huge and compelling that you are willing to turn yourself inside out. Yeah. And I, I'll just become what this situation needs for these people yeah. to do well because yeah. I love them. I mean, I can barely stand it. You know, <laughs> I, I've got to get good at this because yeah. these people are precious. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah, that so beautiful. Oh, you guys. Okay, well, let's talk a little school. This is good stuff. I'm having such a good time. I just love your story. I know. It just took a couple's rabbit. Oh, I just love it. I love every second of it. I I just feel like it's so valuable um, because dating has got less structure, I feel like, today than it has traditionally. And a lot of that structure has been wildly helpful. Yeah. So I feel like people dating in 2019, it's a little ambiguous. Yeah. Yeah. It can be, yeah. Yes. And my heart goes out because I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're just making everything up, you know, as you go. So I love, thank you for speaking in to people that are dating. That was very, very valuable. You're welcome. Um, Just to segue into school, one of the things that I loved about the school was that they actually embraced and encouraged you to date. You know, within because it's a beautiful thing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh wait, so y'all y'all are okay with this? And they were like, yeah, like go, like figure it out. And <laughs> because it's a safe space, yeah, because yeah. it's a safe space. The process again, you have community around, so you're not doing it in an isolated space wow. where you are like dealing with things that um, are happening, and then you have to process by yourself. 
it, but no, I had a group of friends. I had a spiritual mom. I had, you know, sure. teachers and things that I could talk to. There were people that he was talking to mm-hmm. along the way that, you know, have been married 18, 19, 20 years and speaking into, you know, how he was going about doing things. But um, so that's a perfect segue into school because it was also he was during his first year. And I was doing my second second, second, second year. year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Second, second. She was getting her <laughs> master of <laughs> while we were dating, and you know, just uh, yeah, it was great. I remember, and I don't remember who I, I might have just seen you guys together the first time, and it was at school, and I was all, oh, <laughs> "Best idea ever!" Uh, oh, I wish I'd have thought of it. <laughs> Rachel is an eternal matchmaker. Yes. She's always like, "Oh, who we're gonna connect them to?" You know who yes. she needs to date. Then you are very happy in your love. You have that. Everyone needs this. <laughs> That it was overwhelming, but it was so great. Just like the encouragement oh, yeah. of it, the like the endorsement and the encouragement mm-hmm. of it, where people were <laughs> so excited <laughs> to see us together. Like yeah. we, you know, I tell this Brent, literally Brent <laughs> Brownlee, I tell him, I just go. <laughs> First of all, before we started dating, we had a worship night here, and I say, I say, oh, are you doing sound on the iPad? And he's like, this is Jason's iPad. He's awesome. <laughs> so this is before I knew Jason, right? And oh, I'm so like, you had a PR guy And then when we actually, so I remember that, right? And when we actually started dating, he goes. Um, so when you get married, <laughs> I'm telling Brent we're dating. And he's like, when you get married, can I be your MC? <laughs> I'm like, yes, Brent. We get married. Oh you can do whatever you need to do. Oh, but my just, word. Just Best. To, you know, I don't even know if, if encouragement or endorsement is the word, but it just felt like, you know, I'm a book reader, another book reader, single, dating, engaged, and married by Ben Stewart. Yeah. Somebody yeah. like that. Right. Okay. And he talked about the um, Song of Solomon and how it was a story between the girl, the lover, and her friends. <laughs> and how when the girl would go back, her friends would be like, you know, saying things. If you haven't read it, read the Song of Solomon and it'll mm. make sense what I'm saying. And it was totally that experience for me. Oh. Um and in a way that I had never experienced, just the agreement of the relationship that we had. I love this. Yeah. Is this a value for marriage and family? Absolutely. Is that what it is? Mm. I would say it is. Okay. Because it, you know, <laughs> there have been guys that you like or date where your friends kind of give you a side eye, like, mm, I don't really know about him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or, are you sure? You Oh, that's who you're dating? Or that's who you like? Like, (laughs) we didn't get that. Oh, gosh, I bet not. Because so many people knew me, so many people knew him, that it was just such, again, just this endorsement of friends surrounding, and again, just like not doing the dating in isolation. Yeah. Um, I love this. You know, yeah. Yeah, I think part I part that. of it, I, I would think that the, um, and, and I think I see this in, especially in the Bassum environment, is that there's so much personal growth 
mm-hmm. and, and attention to my personal growth and what God is doing with me and my relationship and really who I'm becoming mm-hmm. right. that and it being in a prophetic environment where people are seeing this is actually who you are yeah. and actually I see who you are and yes, you can be the best version of you and yes, and you are going to become the best version of you. So there's, so there's this great safe space yeah. for that to, for that to take place. It doesn't surprise me at all that you mm. had that experience. It doesn't. That's very well said. Cause I, I had that feeling just getting to know her and then while we're dating and I've never told you this, you're like, hmm. oh. but like, but like, even like, We'll be at an altar call or something like after church, just getting prayed for, and she's just next to me, just worshiping. I'm like, I could, I could marry this woman. She's just like she's going, like she's right next to me. Just you know, like you see, you see like her best self, and then you just see the gold, and you're like, this is amazing. Then imagine you're like, this could be every day. Like you're just realizing who you are, and then operating in that, and then how far you can soar. So getting there, you know, in the moment, and then doing the process of trying to get it daily is like the journey, which sure. is like the greatest thing. Cause in the journey is, yeah. is where all the good stuff happens. It's yeah. Really good. Yeah. So I, yeah. So let me be the first advocate for Bassam. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sell if it. you are thinking about it, stop, <laughs> sign up, yeah. apply, yeah. come visit. Um, because I would not be who I am today without that school. Just, I mean, just, sure. just, you know, just straight up honest, a hundred percent honest would not be, uh, who I am today without that school. And again, I had gone through first and third year and then I came back and did second year and they were restructuring the school. So the second, second year was different, but it was, it, I, I will say that every year I attended was exactly what I needed. Mm. A lot of times people will ask me, well, so what was attending the school like? And I always, um, the way that I like to explain what school is for people is that it was a super individualized experience. Oh, that's right? helpful. Yeah, because I don't like to say, well, this is what happened to me or this is what I went through or we learned this because it's going to be different based off of you, based off of your past, based off of your, you know, hurts, wounds, the lies that you've been listening to, wow, you know, so good. It, it it is really a personalized experience and it is wow. just you know, God will meet you, you, individually you, exactly where you are and take you on a journey. That is just for you. It's not a cookie cutter thing to where, you know, everyone will walk out of a uh, Bassam graduation telling you they all experience the same thing. Everyone's experience mm-hmm. will be different. And it, it what I have seen in the differences, the, the, the thing that's the same is that it's individualized to that particular person. My goodness, you're so right. I don't think I've ever uh, put that t- together so well and thought, is that focus on identity? Because we do so much focusing on identity. You know, that would make so much sense, right? Is okay. that obviously... Um, we focus on identity, but what that mean, means for each person is different, right. right? Because each person is different. Each each person has a different identity, and and that really is where God meets you in this school. It's like, That's who helpful. are you? Yeah, you so know, helpful. we have, you know, some of the same titles: daughter, son, you know, servant. 
uh, you know, friend, but who is, you know, I always think of that like, like this, like Denise as a mom is different than Denise as a wife and different as a staff or a student. And so that's what you're learning. Who are you as God's daughter? Who are you as God's friend? Who are you? Because it's going to be different in all of those ways, yet you are the same person. That's good. Jace, has that been your experience as well? Um, with identity at Bassam? Very much so in in that coming from where I was and getting to Atlanta, it was had had a lot of restructuring of the identity that needed to happen. So yeah. so definitely first year is like that's like the, the theme. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So absolutely through absolutely through like first year. Um but like it it never goes away. Second year is for me, I just finished second year. It was more focused on I guess more of a presence and it's like revival, but in that it's, you have to be, uh, you have to reinforce your identity to, to have the feeling like you can go before the, in the presence, uh, go before mm-hmm. God in his presence or just be able to soak and lay in there and not feel like, um, you have, you're still inadequate in some ways in terms mm-hmm. of like not worthy to, you don't want me in the presence. Um, I, I can't hear from you. Well, Why am I just sitting here and, and you know, <laughs> like he's not going to speak. You have yeah, to, lies, you have to, ha- so. right. You have to, you still have to reinforce the, the truth of your identity to go to deeper. So it never goes away. It never goes away, but it's absolutely like the bedrock of, of, of the school. And I feel like of our lives is knowing who you are so you can align with what Christ has done for you yeah. and then operate from that alignment. It's like, I guess is what mm-hmm. more so would be like, the what I'm trying to say alignment identity is is like the concept we we're studying, but it's really just kind of getting in alignment with what Christ has already done for you. Yeah, and what you oh, you are. so helpful. So really well school helps us to stay aligned in those <laughs> nine months. <laughs> so <laughs> helpful. On. That's really good. So let's let's do this. So let's take uh, two minutes each and t- just real quick tell me. And it could be less than two minutes if you want, but tell me your favorite story from Bassam. Like maybe one of your favorite nights, <laughs> uh, favorite moments. Um, no, there have been one? so many. I might, yeah. I might have one oh. already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, gosh, favorite. Um, oh, I will take one from this year. I can't. Okay. Well, I'll say it's favorite. It's one A. We'll put one. I have like one A. <laughs> I, I really could go A. multiple ones, but PCB this year was like in was insane. Oh, yeah. We. We worship. We like Good night. Kevin. You were there, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. we we worshipped like all night. It was planned to have like a worship set and then have somebody speak. And I think Dan was supposed to speak. Dan was supposed to. He didn't. And he didn't. He just. We got there and we just. <laughs> he just screamed. It just, it just kept going. I think I yeah. played. I think I played the keys that night. I was playing for like three hours straight. I was like, oh, this took me back to like back home days, yeah. like where, yeah. you know, Pentecostal church, you're just playing forever. <laughs> just playing forever. But I loved every moment of it because it was mm. so, everybody, everybody was going, was just going for more of God, just going, like, just relishing the presence of God. Like, it was like wow. every single person in there was getting wrecked. It, like, it yeah. doesn't oh. <laughs> that I, I, this is the first year that I did not go, oh, but right. that, oh. wow. that night I got at least five different pictures oh, from five different people. Wow. 
one time, Kevin, he had a cooler on his oh, head. I was oh, like, yeah. what is going on? You guys are yeah. obviously having a great time. That but people, funny. they were yes. sending videos and pictures back to me in Peachtree City. And I was yeah. all, wow. I mean, I was with you in spirit. It was beautiful. Oh, it was, it that was, was a great so night. good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tag on to PCD. So every year, for those who don't know, we do a beach trip in the beginning of our year to kind of seal the year. And just what I love about it is it's three days, no, like, a whole lot of internet, you know, and yeah. you just become instant friends <laughs> <laughs> with your roomies yes with your roomies and everyone that you're in school with and it really just uh, solidifies the year um and so again it's, it's like going back to camp it, yeah. Right, yeah. it, it is it's and camp. you're at the beach like yeah. with adults <laughs> it's adult camp it is it's, it's awesome. the beach it's the best thing you you know as an adult you think like oh my god what is this it's gonna be like so lame but it's just the best thing ever it really <laughs> is the best thing ever so um <laughs> Like Jason, I have multiple favorites just because how can you go through a school for so many years and not have multiple favorites? Um, (laughs) Mine would be, so this is going to be a plug, Jen Stockman, Mm. The War on Your Voice. Mm. If you have not purchased that book, Mm -hmm. please purchase and read it like Tomorrow. That's it's that helpful. <laughs> it's I, that no helpful, shame in this. Okay. It's that it helpful. is that helpful. Well, imagine, like I said, for the last four years, I've been going to PCB and Jen has been sharing parts of that book, mm-hmm. stories from that book, yeah. all three or four years that yeah. I've been. And last year, <laughs> last year, I go, we go. And I know exactly what she's going to share because I've heard it before. This sure. is, this is, you know, she, she wrote about, it. this is her story. And, you know, certain pieces are different or, you know, more. I literally cried <laughs> the entire time. Denise. As like, I had never heard it before. And this guy oh, is wow. like, we're like newly dating. Mm. He's like, Need some tissue. <laughs> 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 he was, was so nice. sweet. He just let me, like, you know, cry on his shoulder and just kept getting me tissue. And I don't know. I think it's a favorite moment because as a single mom, I feel like I had to, for lack of a better word or term, harden my heart to things to get by. And just like I said, I wouldn't be the person that I am if I hadn't gone to school. Over the course of of school and church, my heart has just become soft. Like I told you, I cried the first time I heard Bree sing. And that was not something I did at that point in my life. I just, you know, I didn't cry like that. And, And, you know, anytime you have... Uh, children who would say, "Oh, y- you different after you went to that school." Mm, sure, <laughs> sure. You know, you know something yeah. has changed, and so and the girls did. The girls will absolutely tell you every time <laughs> you ask that. Oh, yeah, she changed. So wow. that, that school changed her. She she's she was different. That's you know? significant coming from your children. It yeah. really is. Yeah, because they know you in ways no right. one else knows sure. you. Right, right. You can go and talk one way on a stage or on a podcast, yeah. but who do you go home to right. knows you, you know? And so, yeah, that they, them saying that was my testimony of like, Oh, something's happening. But wow. just the Great. fact that I was that open and felt so ministered to that. I did it. Like I cried. Wow. Beautiful. Deep uh, cleansing just, tears. Oh, They're so, so helpful. Great. Yeah. I can even say like, I, and you ask me why I don't know. Cause I, 
again, I knew everything she was going to say. I just felt it in a way I never had before. Just softening your heart. Wow. Oh, my goodness. The Cooksies. You guys. guys. (laughs) What an honor and a treat to have you. Thank you so much for coming. You guys, this has been so much fun. I love your story. We hadn't heard any of this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, we always like to close with just a little bit of ministry. Is there anything that you would like to impart to our folks that are listening? Yeah, I just, I want to impart hope and to single (laughs) women um, and to your relationships, dating relationships, single uh, life, and, you know, being pursued by the man that God has for you and just learning to trust God um, and to wait on the Lord. (laughs) Because if I had done anything with anybody before, I, I... also wouldn't be who I am right now. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, yeah, I just release hope, you know, and, and we say testimony, do it again, Lord, that, you know, um, if there is a prayer to get to know um, a husband and friends and to be married, that you orchestrate that, Lord, that, you know, that you write their love story, that they mm-hmm. submit to friends and community and, and spiritual parents and that uh, their relationship and and the process by which it became will be their testimony. That's beautiful. Thanks, That's so Denise. You're welcome. Thanks, Thanks Jace. Really um, I think I just want to impart awareness, um, awareness of God and awareness of His presence. Uh, I feel like uh, we all want more. I mean, I think a lot of times the more of God looks like you being more aware of that He's here or that He's with you at your job he's with you he's 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 there to the to heal in the grocery store he's there to you know minister to somebody on the street that needs money or homeless whatever he's the the more of god is is being more aware so i feel like when you're more aware of things you you act on the awareness and and once you become aware you can no longer be unaware of of his presence so um, I just kind of impart awareness and giving wisdom to and whatever you need um, at, in the moment. God is always present. He's always there to help. He's always there to encourage. He's always there to give a solution um, in any situation. And the more we believe it, the more it happens. And the more we believe he's there to do it, um, <laughs> the more faith we get. Uh, to operate in the next situation where we need God right now. Um, we need God to give us a wisdom, uh, a word to give to my daughter. So I need God to give wisdom <laughs> to to uh, console my wife or or to need God to, you know, make me aware that he's here to give a prophetic word to a coworker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just he's there. He's there um, present and he That's wants to move. So. If there's anything I can impart, I'll just impart awareness because I'm seeking for more awareness too. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's yeah. Beautiful. Um, I, I'm seeing something over you guys. Can I share? Please, yeah. please. <laughs> get it. Of course. <laughs> I'm just hearing the word transformation, and I feel like I can see where you guys are coming from. And oh my gosh, there's been a. Sh- and we don't know each other personally very well. We're I mean, you know, that. Tra- I know we should change. <laughs> I would love to change that. Um, but I wouldn't know this personally, but man, you guys have come a long way. Mm. Like, I feel like I'm looking at it and 
it has gained is gaining huge momentum. Like your growth together, your personal growth, your growth growth with the Lord is gaining momentum. And I'm just I just hear transformation, transformation. You guys are in for some beautiful changes, like not the uncomfortable change, Mm -hmm. not that outside change that makes you go, how will I fill it out? But you guys, I I can just feel like a a billowing, a billowing transformation and a billowing um, character and integrity that has got so much speed Mm -hmm. going. You guys will not be the same in a year. You will not be the same in two years. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you're headed into a season where you, you're not going to recognize yourselves good, yeah. like as beautiful as you are now. But it, boy, in two years, you're going to be like, whoa, Lord, how in the world have you covered this yeah. much space um, in this short amount of time? Um, and so I just bless you. I see a lot, a lot, a lot of the Lord has given beautiful attention to uh, bonding the four of you guys together. Like I can just see him in the middle of it. It is his happiest, mm-hmm. happiest joy to be this vibrant, very alive, electric presence in your family. He's just, yeah. he is like running to do it. Mm-hmm. He is, he, he has all of his anticipation and his happiness, his joy to just stand in the middle of you guys and just give you more than you're even asking for more than you even know how to think about. That's good. Yeah. Um, I I just heard when when you guys were sharing in your story earlier, and I think this is not only for for you guys too, but also think for the listening audience. But when, when Jason, you said you looked over at Denise and said, I can marry this woman. Like, this is beautiful what's happening here. Um, I just heard the Lord say, I could wed every moment of their Mm. life. Wow. Um, I could. Um, I could wed every moment um, in marriage. I can wed every moment in um, in child rearing. I can wed every mm. every moment in in life's work mm. and mm. in purpose. And so, um, I just wa- I just want to not only just declare that over you, but any people who are listening right now, God so so radically pursues you yeah. and wants to wed in every moment. And he wants to look over you at, at you in worship and look over you in work and look over mm-hmm. at you in parenting and look over at you and say, I do it. I'll do, yeah. I'll, I want to marry this part of you. I, wa- I want to <laughs> be with you for the rest of my days. Yeah. Um, and so I just want to release that um, to you now that his pursuit of you is so much more than any pursuit that we yeah. could have in a human yeah. love. Um, yeah. And human love is beautiful. And the pursuit of human love is unbelievable. But his passion and desire to pursue you is overwhelming. Stop and just say, I do. Stop and just say, I do. (laughs) So, and and I I had two, uh, two things I heard, um, right knee and, um, a right hand, like arthritis, the Lord just wants to heal that. Those two things. So if you're uh, dealing with arthritis in a hand or have some problem with your right knee, um, God is just healing. Um, he's healing that right now. So um, we'd love to, if that's, if that's you, we'd love to hear from you. You got something too. Yeah. And I feel like there's okay. somebody that um, uh, is needing a root canal, but the Lord is going to heal that supernaturally. And so I just bless you. We release that. We release that healing into mm-hmm. there. And um, I feel like you're going to even hear from your dentist. What happened? You don't <laughs> yeah, even on. need the root canal again, but um, you might go back and get that check because the Lord's healing it right now. I even feel like it's on the right side. Yeah. Okay. 
That's really good. So if any of this ministered to you tonight, well, we would just love to hear from you. Would you um, reach out, just email us, bhats at bethelatlanta.com. We would love to be able to take your story, archive it, cherish it, read it, and share it again so we can do this, so testimony can do it again, God. So we can share your testimony and let him do it again over and over and over. He's no respecter of persons. What he's done tonight, what he's done in us, what he's done in you guys tonight, your beautiful story, he is just literally sitting on the edge of his seat saying, I want to do it again. It'll look different, but he wants to do it again. So. Denise, Jason, we love you. Thank, Thank you, you very guys. much for coming. You guys have been so much fun. I've just enjoyed this so much. Yeah, this yes, has been so how do you guys not go like three hours? <laughs> you guys are so good at this. Like, oh, I'm thanks, like, thanks. <laughs> thanks. It's fun. It was fun. It's hard not to when you have great guests. <laughs> so we sure appreciate you guys. Thank, thank you, you so much for coming. Us. Honored to have you tonight. Well, thank you for listening. Please continue to listen. You guys remember that Jesus loves you. And we love you too. <laughs> <laughs>